Hey, this is Neil Parks. This week on Paranormally Speaking, I'm going to be discussing UFO connection and Egypt. The history of UFOs and the history of Egypt combined. How they are intertwined, how they relate to one another, how they coexist. But I gotta kick this off with the 10 best haunted places in Egypt that will scare you from head to toe. Egypt, a country with one of the earliest now lost civilizations, never ceases to amaze the world with its amazing mysteries. Some of its mysteries couldn't have been solved until now. These mysteries include some of the world's most haunted places where people have seen ghosts from the world's oldest civilization still roaming freely in this old land. Egypt is a paradise for people who love mysteries, but these haunted mysteries are not the one that one should take easy or for granted. The top 10 most haunted places, the list of Egypt's top haunted places where scary ghosts have been seen or spooky experiences have been felt by many. Number one, of course, starting with the Pyramids of Giza. One of the most well-known haunted places in Egypt. People have seen floating ghosts and walking ghosts. Some have seen ghosts wearing clothes from the early 20th century. People have also seen Egyptian pharaohs. They're scaring away the people from the pyramids once, which they owned earlier. Residents nearby have reported screaming around their residents and voices instructing them to leave the place. The Valley of the Kings. Egyptian pharaoh, the kings and monarchs have been seen in their traditional Egyptian apparel around this site. Valley of the Kings is a place which houses many tombs, few hundreds of them. The kings and pharaohs, tombs have been there since a few thousand years. Among them have seen and have been the Egypt, Egypt's richest and grandest kings who lived on this land. People have seen eerie, shadowy ghosts of pharaohs and their full attire roaming around their tombs. This is one of the biggest spooky places in all of Egypt. The Farafra Desert. Akhichin ghosts are reportedly seen by many visitors here. Akhichins were the monarchs who ruled the land of Egypt for 17 years and 1330s BC. He is said to have abolished a lot of prevailing rules and faiths and introduced new faith systems at that time. When he was the ruler of this land, priests who were unhappy with him are said to have cursed him to wander in the desert after his death. And he still seems to be wandering under that same curse, although his ghost seems to be harm, un, completely harmless, but is creepy enough to scare the absolute crap out of travelers in the desert. For this reason, many locals avoid going alone and at night to the Farafara Desert. Baron Impain's Palace. People nearby and guards around the palace have seen ghosts and have heard weird voices coming out of the now abandoned palace. It is believed that Baron, owner of this house, used to live here with his wife, daughter, and other family members. Baron's wife and the palace and her 
mysterious circumstances, managed to die. It is also believed that his wife was unhappy with Baron due to an extramarital affair. This made the daughter undergo severe pain and depression. After a few months, she also passed away under mysterious circumstances. Baron himself died, and people aren't sure how he actually died. Due to the jinxed and the haunted experiences, the other relatives had long left the palace after that point. The site has been very popular among ghost hunters and Egyptian tantrics. But after the haunted experiences increased, the palace has been shut down for visitors altogether. Although one can roam around the exterior of this palace, this is among the spookiest haunted places in Egypt. The shower. There, are mi- there have been military trainings taking place at a base at Deshaur. People have heard gunshots even when there has been no training going on. It is believed few soldiers in training that have actually died here mysteriously are still haunting the place. These are the ones who keep roaming around the whole area near the training facility and also fire the gunshots in air randomly. General public are not allowed near the training areas, and the mysterious loud gunshots in this region have remained a big secret around this place. El Sharifa Dina Road. There is a famous haunted house on El Sharifa Dina Road in Cairo. It is said that years ago, a young girl fell down from the terrace and lost her life very mysteriously in this house. Since then, it is believed that she has been roaming in here in the whole house her entire afterlife. People have reported seeing the ghost of a young girl playing with her toys here. Neighbors around this house have heard screaming and crying voices at night. Helawan Hospital. Family members of Farouk the king used to live here. It became a morgue for the family members after the members died. Rest of the family members abandoned the palace after that. People have seen light bulbs flicker by themselves without any reason and ghostly shadows and hear creepy voices. People have reported extremely negative vibes around the site. This remains one of the most popular ghostly and haunted locations in all of Egypt. Wadi El Natrun Highway. This creepy highway has seen a lot of deadly accidents in the past. This is one of the most dangerous highways in Egypt and has hosted high numbers of accidents. Many accidents have occurred in very mysterious circumstances where it couldn't be understood how the accident may have happened. Many drivers driving by this highway have reported seeing some ghostly apparitions which try to attract their attention, thus causing an accident of their own. But the real truth is still unknown. Many parents in the region discourage their children from driving alone across this haunted highway. Vila Vizat Abu Auf. Izat Abu Auf is a famous Egyptian actor. The famous actor and some people he has hosted during parties at his home have reportedly seen a ghost walking with an old-style lamp in his hand. It is said that the ghost of one of the previous owners of the home is still living in the home and refuses to let it go. Rashdi Building. The building is known as the Dijin apartment of Alexandria. 
due to the many haunted experiences, people feel there the building has been locked. The building has been locked since, well, more than five decades now. And the reason for such ghostly experiences is still unknown. People who used to live there have reported seeing blood coming out of their wall outlets and the light fixtures with loud screams and voices of some ghostly men believing to be in pain. It is believed that the ghosts might be the ghosts of laborers who worked there during the construction of the building who were tortured by the builder on the site. The places mentioned earlier are mysterious and spooky and one should be careful to not visit the places alone or without any guidance. So now you know what to do next time. Plan a trip to Egypt and get ready to be scared. Please hold for an important message from one of my sponsors. Available to order now, my first audiobook, Neil Parks Presents Truly Terrifying Tales, narrated by me. It's ready to order and download on bandcamp.com. My other books, of course, are always available to order on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and lulu.com. You can also order t-shirts that I designed that I normally sell at conventions, festivals, lectures, and my book signings. I always have the 9-inch tall 3D printed Bigfoot silhouettes available, and last spring my first children's book was released. It was written by my good friend and fellow author, R.L. Walker. I illustrated this book, and it was a major shift in gears for me, considering that my writing and art style has always been dark and scary. To order any of what I just mentioned, you can also go to my email, which is parksparanormal at gmail.com. That is parksparanormal at gmail.com. Standing by. Now, UFOs over ancient Egypt, revealing the mysteries and the stories of the Tuli Papyrus. The so-called Tuli Papyrus is an enigmatic text that some describe as the first written account of a UFO sighting. This Egyptian text records an event which supposedly occurred during the 18th dynasty around 1480 BC. So the real question about the Tuli Papyrus is, could it be proof of alien existence? The Tuli Papyrus has gone viral. Ancient Egypt is known for many things, such as its incredibly rich and ancient culture, its marvelous civilization, but also for the very mysterious deities and some of the most peculiar tales of the ancient world. One such strange and little-known story of ancient Egypt is an Egyptian document called the Toli Papyrus. Rather than being a typical Egyptian papyrus, the Toli Papyrus is a text that describes in great detail a huge UFO sighting that supposedly occurred in ancient Egypt during the reign of Thotmosis III. The text was forgotten for centuries before it would go viral during the 1930s, even though the term viral didn't come into fruition until the 2000s. But during a visit to Cairo in 1933, Alberto Tulli, from whom the textbook is named, a director of the Egyptian section of the Vatican Museum, allegedly discovered an interesting papyrus in an antique shop. Tully thought that the papyrus was way too expensive to buy. So instead, he made a copy of the original piece and was then recopied 
replacing the original heretic script with hieroglyphs, a fact that makes doubters challenge its authenticity. Nevertheless, Alberto Tulli and his alleged paparas became a hit within the UFO-related folklore, and many UFOologists use it as an undeniable source of alien existence. It is considered to be one of the earliest known records of a fleet of flying saucers written on papyrus. Even though the papyrus has severely been damaged and contains several gaps, a determined Prince Boris de Rachwetz managed to translate it and declared that the papyrus was part of the Annals of Thotmos III. There's an unfortunate detail in the story, though. Nothing in the ancient text refers to the pharaoh by name, a fact that makes things even more suspicious and complicated. Translations of the Tolipapras, which there are two individual translations of the ancient Egyptian text, one by Prince Boris de Rashwalitz and the other one by anthropologist R. Cedric Leonard. Following is a translation provided by Boris, well, Prince Boris de Rashwitz. In the year 22, third month of winter, sixth hour of the day, the scribus of the House of Life found it was a circle of fire that was coming in the sky. Though it had no head and the breath of its mouth had a foul odor, its body one rod long, about 150 feet, and one rod large, it had no voice. They hearts become confused through it, and they laid themselves on the bellies. They went to the king to report it. His majesty ordered for it to be examined and all to write about the papyrus and the rules of the house of life. His majesty was meditating upon what had happened. Now, after some days had passed over these things, lo, they were more numerous than anything. They were shining in the sky more than the sun to the limits of the four supports of heaven. Powerful was the positions of the fire circles. The army of the king looked on and his majesty was in the midst of it. It was after supper thereupon they, the fire circles, went up higher, directed south. Fishes and volatiles fell down from the sky. It was a marvel never occurred since and the foundation of this land caused his majesty to be brought incense to pacify the hearth and that had happened in the book of the house of life to be remembered for all eternity our cedric leonard provides a more comprehensible translation that might help some understand the text's essential and its essence a little bit better in the year 22 of the third month of winter Sixth hour of the day, among the scribes of the House of Life, it was found that a strange fiery disc was coming in the sky. It had no head. The breath of its mouth emitted a foul odor. Its body was one rod in length and one rod in width. It had no voice. It came towards His Majesty's house. Their heart became confused through it, and they fell upon their bellies. They went to the king to report it, and His Majesty ordered that the scrolls located in the house of life, be consulted. His majesty meditated on all these events, which were now going on. After several days had passed, 
They became more numerous in the sky more than ever. They shined in the sky more than the brightness of the sun and extended to the limits of the four supports of heaven. Powerful was the position of the fiery disks. The army of the king looked onward with his majesty in their midst. It was after the evening meal that the disks ascended and then went higher into the sky and headed south. Fish and other species rained down from the sky, a marvel never before known since the foundation of that country. And his majesty caused incense to be brought to appease the heart of Amon-Re, the god of the two lands. And it was ordered that the event be recorded for his majesty and in the annals of the house of life to be remembered forever. Should we view the Toli Papyrus as a credible source? As it derives from the translations of the ancient text, the supposed UFO sighting took place around 1480 BC and was witnessed by many people. It is pretty safe to assume that the ancient Egyptians wouldn't have misinterpreted these fiery disks with a rare astronomical or weather phenomena since they were extremely advanced when it came to astronomy. Their expertise in astronomy and other sciences make many historians believe that the Egyptians would have been capable to tell the difference between an astronomical phenomena and the bizarre unexplained incident like the one described in the text. However, we should not be carried away with any conclusions. Conversely, we should keep in mind that the Toli Papyrus is not an authentic papyrus, but the translation of a modern transcription of an alleged Egyptian document, the location of which is currently unknown. Furthermore, the existence of such documentation has only been reported by one individual, De Rochwiltz, and thus no scientific examination can take place without analyzing the original for authenticity. So at this point in history, it would be pointless to further analyze what these circles of fire could have possibly been when the existence of the original text is in question itself. The debate should stay open until additional evidence or verifying or exposing the whole story as truth or hoax pops up. As for now, we can only speculate. As Mulder from the X-Files would say, the truth is definitely out there. Unparalleled insider access. Get it all. Introducing the SiriusXM Platinum VIP Plan. Our newest, most exclusive plan. Listen in two cars, plus stream anywhere with two app logins. Access a massive, exclusive library of live concert video and audio recordings through nugs.net. Have opportunities to experience live and virtual SiriusXM events, including VIP-only exclusives. Get all your questions answered by a dedicated VIP customer care team. Plus, get all the entertainment we've got. It's all included with your Platinum VIP subscription. Be a VIP. Call 844-711-8800 to learn more. Offer detail supply. One login for activated vehicle. Not available in Canada. Ezekiel and the Strange Beings. Who were they exactly? The prophet Ezekiel was a Jewish priest who lived in Chaldea. He claimed he was contacted four times during a 20-year period, beginning about 593 B.C., by man-like beings who came to Earth in a fiery chariot. NASA rocket engineer 
Joseph Blumrich believes Ezekiel was probably the world's first UFOologist, describing in detail the strange beings that confronted him and their craft. Ezekiel's writings, of course, can be found in the Old Testament. In this book, The Space Beings of Ezekiel, Bontem, New York, 1974, which was published, Blumrich reinterprets Ezekiel's observations to produce an engineering analysis of the fiery chariot described in the Bible. Like I mentioned earlier, seeing a UFO at that time in the history of mankind, one would compare it to a wheel, a wheel in the sky. Uh, no one would at that time know what a saucer was or a disc or even a uh, cigar-shaped vehicle in the sky. They would equate it to a wheel. Incredibly, that analysis found that the object Ezekiel encountered could be built today. NASA, the author points out, holds patents on atmospheric reentry vehicles closely designed after the object Ezekiel reported. In the Bible, Ezekiel writes, he watched a stormy wind descend from the north, fire flashing forth continually, and within it he saw the likeness of four living creatures, each with four wings and a pair of human hands. Now, sounds a lot like uh, winged creatures, humanoids that could be close to what we think of as the Mothman or perhaps gargoyles or uh, any other type of winged cryptid. Bloomrick interprets this to mean four landing legs, possibly, each with four-bladed helicopter and mechanical arm attachments supporting a, a uh, spacecraft body. Ezekiel was able to positively identify only one feature of the object, the wheels, one at the bottom of each leg, which were capable of moving in any direction. Author Bloomrick believes Ezekiel's observation, a wheel within a wheel, describes a technique for locomotion. The U.S. space program incorporated into vehicles designed to operate on the surface of other planets. Ezekiel describes the wheels he saw as light greenish blue and the body of the object as resembling rock crystal or terrible ice, as suggesting uh, to Bloomrick that the prophet was seeing a shiny surface, the same shiny surface described in thousands of present-day UFO sightings. From the object, the Bible tells us, emerged the appearance of a man who had been seated upon the likeness of a throne. Ezekiel refers to the being as the glory of the Lord, rather than the Lord himself, Bloomrick points out. The author believes the likeness of a man described by Ezekiel was a spacecraft commander who wore a gold or brass colored suit and demonstrated for the prophet his ability to fly from his craft to the ground. Then taken for a ride on the craft, Ezekiel described the experience with the words, the spirit lifted me up, according to Bloomrick's interpretation, and when they landed, seven men received the commander. One of them said, I have done as thou didst command me. Three more times over the following 20 years, Ezekiel described the same craft, and after each encounter, the prophet described the experience with the words, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and the spirit took hold of me, or the spirit lifted me up. Bloomrick speculates the prophet may have been describing 
a hyphonic influence and teleportation, possibly. He also theorizes that the UFO began its descent after separating from a larger UFO at 220 miles in altitude. A brief firing of its rockets enabled the craft's helicopter-like blades to descend the rest of the way and maneuver for a landing. The author believes Ezekiel witnessed this phase of the flight and the prophet mistook the rockets blasting for lightning and the helicopter blades for rushing wind. The author believes Ezekiel was chosen for an encounter because he was a priest and occupied a leadership role among his people. Based on Ezekiel's observations, Bloomrick believes that speculated the ETs were studying humans and ex, um, exerated the intellectual influence of the development of human civilization through the priest Ezekiel. And now we have an ancient stone that has turned up in Egypt. A strange alien stone found and maybe the evidence of an ancient space explosion. An extraterrestrial stone uncovered decades ago in Egypt may be the evidence of an alien ancient stellar explosion, according to a new study. Scientists think it could be the first earthly evidence of a standard candle supernova explosion. Standard candle supernovas, also known as type IA, get their name from burning brightly consistently, so they're like a candle to astronomers. They're powerful explosions that happen when a white dwarf star consumes another. Scientists now think Egypt's Hypatia stone could be evidence of one of these supernovas that happened billions of years ago. It was discovered in the Egyptian desert in 1996. A new study of its chemical makeup suggests it could have formed from bits of dust and gas surrounding a supernova. It would take billions of years for dust and gas to fuse together and form a space rock. Geochemist Jane Kramers from the University of Johannesburg in South Africa said, In a sense, we could say we have caught a supernova, IA explosion, in the act because the gas atoms from the explosion were caught in the surrounding dust cloud, which eventually formed Hypatia's parent body. Hypatia would have that shot around the universe until it impacted with Earth's atmosphere and burned up, falling as small stones over Egypt. The new research published in the journal Icarus suggests the rock was formed in the inner solar system. Its chemical makeup means it's different from other space rocks that usually pass Earth, Kramer said. In this hypothesis, it's correct. The Hypatia stone would be the first tangible evidence on Earth of a supernova-type A explosion. The discovery is exciting because it could teach us more about the stellar explosions and the chemical compositions of space objects outside our arm of the Milky Way. 
Kramer said it. Perhaps equally important, it shows that an individual anomalous parcel of dust from outer space could actually be incorporated in the solar nebula that our solar system was formed from without being fully mixed in. The story originally appeared in the sun and has been reproduced without permission several times. Originally posted 5-19-2022. Now playing one of the biggest podcasts of the week on the free iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Paranormally Speaking. I'm your host, Neil Parks. That's all I have for this week. I hope you enjoyed the trip down history I took you with, with me on. I think that was grammatically incorrect the way I said that. I do apologize, but it was about UFOs and the paranormal in and around Egypt. And it's been a fascinating topic that I've read a lot about, researched a lot have not been fortunate enough to go to Egypt myself and check it out. One of these days I'll make it there if there's ever no longer any more turmoil in and around those regions. Hard to tell. But have a great rest of the week. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time on Paranormally Speaking.